Poland, uh, things that come to mind, not a whole lot, no. Uh, Polish sausages? No, I don't know anything about that country. <laughs> Pierogies. Is that it? We hope it's not. That's what we're going to try to show you. Welcome to Polcast, Pole and all that jazz. Hello, I'm Małgorzata Bonikowska. And I'm Tomek Kniat. Welcome to the 11th episode of Polcast. In this episode, we'll tell you what city you should definitely visit in Poland and what a unique place you will find there. How a Canadian Polish vocalist has become a star in Poland the country she left as a child. More about Polish food and language. How a kind of restaurant that all Poles know and like would make no sense in English. Remember Ivona Malinowski's School for Adults who study Polish? Here is another interesting story. Cześć, nazywam na, się Richard Merzen. I'm a third-generation uh, Polish person. Um, um, like other stories you've probably heard, um, when my grandparents came here, um, the aim was to fit in as much as possible and to hide as much as possible and to not um, not get picked out um, as, a, as a displaced person or a DP. Um, I thought that, uh, you know, at, at my advanced age, and now, uh, you know, past 60, um, I thought it was time that, um, that I revisited my heritage. Um, I was the first person in my family, uh, of my entire family, to go back to Poland uh, last year. Um, spent um, three weeks there. It won't be my last time there. It'll, uh, I'm going back. Uh, I'm probably going to go back to where my, my paternal grandfather uh, grew up in Gdańsk. Um, and... Um, one of the one of the reasons that um, that uh, has become clear to me is that um, I've read all the research about uh, about how uh, learning languages um, helps with old age um, and uh, prevents dementia. Um, in f in fact, my father about uh, 18 months ago um, developed uh, or was diagnosed as having Alzheimer's. So uh, that was unknown to me at the time when I was visiting Poland. But when I came back here, I thought, well, geez. Maybe it's time to uh, try and fend that off a little bit more, seeing as there's a genetic predisposition towards that. Um, it has enriched my uh, relationship with my father um, because even though he has not spoken Polish for a long time, when I do meet with him um, and he is in a, in a more cogent state, um, I'm able to talk to him and challenge him with my my uh, uh, you know three-year-old uh, age three-year-old uh, Polish and we and we converse in very poor Polish but he seems to brighten and he and it seems to lighten his mood and, and it seems to bring him into focus so so that's a very important thing to me and uh, personally selfishly I'll try and ward off the Alzheimer's as long as possible and uh, and in the meantime I'll have a richer relationship with my father. It started 25 years ago. Now, the only one of its kind, Polish-Canadian Theatre, the Polish-Canadian Society of Theatre, stages its plays here, but also, for a number of years, its two pillars and creators, a mother-daughter actor duo Maria Nowotarska and Agata Pilitowska, 
actresses from Poland's theater capital city of Krakow, have traveled the world with their shows. I'm talking with Agata Pilitowska, who has just returned from yet another theater trip. What you do is it's a theater that reaches the audience, not because they come to see you, but because you travel all around the world to see them. It's like a theater out of a suitcase. Can you tell me how this whole idea started? The reason why it started in the suitcase is because we are very limited in terms of uh, finances and we are very well prepared when it comes to, to the props and to the costumes that were with us during our opening night. So everything is in our suitcases. That's why we call our theater the theater in a suitcase. We play in Polish, but at the same time we use translations and our plays are translated into I think now eight languages. So um, it's great for us because our audience is getting broader. How, how long have you been traveling? It started, I think, in uh, 1994 with the play American Dreams. We started, uh, of course, from cities in Ontario, in Quebec, but then we were invited by uh, other um, places. We played in New York, in Phoenix, in San Diego, Los Angeles. And um, after each show, people were saying, oh, this is the theater we would like to see more often. And uh, having another opening night here in Toronto, because everything starts here, there were places we were invited for the second, third, etc. time. And uh, for now, um, we traveled over 300 times all over the world. We, we play in the United States, in Europe, in Brazil, and of course in Canada, in numerous cities. The interesting thing about it is that you collaborate with a playwright who writes uh, plays specially for you. We are very lucky because um, across the border in Buffalo uh, lives Mr. Kazimierz Brown, who is the professor at the university. He teaches drama, he teaches uh, playwriting, and um, it was such a coincidence that he found my mother, who was an actress in Slovatsky theater for over 30 years, and he collaborated with her uh, in this theater. In Krakow. Krakow yes. And uh, when uh, he found out that my mom lives here, he um, gave her his play about Helena Mojejewska, a very famous Polish actress uh, from 19th century. Uh, not only Polish actress, but, but also she became a very famous American stage actor. Since then, um, he wrote for us plays. Uh, the second one uh, was American Dreams, I mentioned, and uh, there were a number of plays about very famous Polish immigrants. And the first play um, was about Tamara Wempicka. Tamara Wempicka is a very famous Polish painter. Another play was about uh, Maria Curie-Skłodowska, Madame Curie. Uh, the next one was about famous Paula Negri, a very famous actress of the uh, silent um, movie theater, very much Hollywood star. She was the uh, girlfriend of uh, Charlie Chaplin. She was almost the wife of uh, Rudolf Valentino. This play is still in our repertoire. 
and we travel a lot with that. Uh, this is my favorite role, I think. So in a way, you have become as if um, a storyteller telling about these famous Poles who are not just famous in Poland, but who are very famous all over the world. And, but you also come with that to Poland, right? You have become an extremely popular theater in Poland. Yes, in Poland we perform um, quite often and we just came back from Poland when uh, we were recipients of very, very prestigious award at the place where Polanegri was born in Lipno. This is the place where not only Polanegri was born but also Leszek Balcerowicz and Lech Wałęsa. So it's a, such a small city um, close to Torun where Polanegri is, is very... Uh, celebrated and each year there is a festival so many celebrities are coming to Lipno to celebrate her life and work this year it was the third time we, we've been there and we got this award and we are very very proud congratulations <laughs> this is actually a very special year for you because it's the 25th anniversary of your theater in Toronto uh, there is a book which you brought in the suitcase, the first copy, is that right? Yes, uh, the book has been already published in Poland. Mm, promotion of this book will be in Warsaw uh, on the 22nd of July. And in Toronto we will have the promotion at the end of September. This book is really hard work of my mom especially and Beata Gołębiowska who is the author of the book they decided to make it more like an album and chronicle of what we've done how it started what we uh, were doing at the beginning like the more poetry stuff and then how it developed to the uh, full theater you could be you probably would be a, 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 a theater actress in Krakow. Now, your life is so incredibly different because of the fact that you live in Toronto, but you're so fortunate to be working in your profession. How do you see the, you know, what happened to your life? I think about it almost every day. Sometimes I regret that I came here, sometimes um, on the opposite. But um, my life is definitely much harder uh, for an actress in foreign country. I came to Canada, I had three children, I was on the verge of divorce, and it was really very tough. I didn't have any money, so the beginnings were awful, and I thought I would never be on stage again. When my mom came here to help me after five years, uh, she couldn't live without theater. And she decided to, to establish this small form of theater back then. So it started with small steps. It's, it grew to something bigger. Comparing, for example, me to my colleagues from my theater school, I think I played much more very interesting roles. I have uh, scripts written especially for me and for my mom. It's, I traveled a lot. Hard work gives such a reward and we don't have theater here we don't have the building we 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 have much harder life than average actor in in poland with no compensation monthly not so ever but 
still we love it. It's love of our life and we did it. That's why it's so gratifying. We are very happy. Language and food are in a funny relationship. There are many names of foods and dishes, which, if translated literally, would make you really wonder what the heck could that term refer to. Not only dishes and food, but anything related to eating. Here is an example. If I tell you that I'm going to a milk bar, what would you imagine? Bary Mleczne, literally milk bars, were a part of Poland's life in the communist times. They were simply very inexpensive bars that served simple but yummy Polish dishes. Soups, pierogies, crepes, simple desserts. Those were mostly vegetarian, although the term did not exist then. Many people, including students and seniors, would have all their meals there. Because it was cheap. I will never forget visiting such a bar after a two-week canoe trip in the wild when we would go crazy about the good food after eating canned fish and other such delicacies for such a long time. What is really interesting is that in many cities the milk bars are coming back as a larger trend to restore some of the typically communist restaurant traditions. For example, in the main square in Wrocław, there is a very popular restaurant which tries to reproduce the communist times. On the walls, there are posters from those days, and you even have a typical babcia klozetowa, a heavily made-up woman guarding the toilets and handing you a piece of toilet paper for a fee, as was the practice in those days. Anna Seizen, her original unpronounceable name is Czyszczoń, has been singing since she was a little girl performing with her parents' Gurale Highlanders Ensemble in Toronto. Now, two decades later, she's a mature singer with her signature smoky pop voice and animated stage presence. Former top 20 Canadian Idol finalist and MTV host, she represented Poland in the Eurovision Song Contest, placing the second. She performs and records in Canada, and also more and more often in Poland. That's where we find her to talk about her life, work and connection to Poland. You were born in Poland, went to Canada, did so much in Canada and you're back in Poland. I am here in Poland. I have been here since May. Uh, I came down initially for a program called Must Be the Music on Polsat, one of the, the, the big networks, and, uh, and I got into the finals. And then from that, sort of the ball has been rolling. And, and of course, I prepared myself for that. I already had some concerts in place as well. So uh, I'm here for now until September. As more concerts are underway, I have plans to work with, um, with Stan Boris, a legendary rock icon musician here in Poland. Uh, so it's a real honor to be um, involved in his, uh, in his birthday celebration and his, and his 55 years on stage. Um, but this is not your first time in Poland, right? I came here professionally for music in 2010, thanks to my father, who thought it would be a really good idea to enroll me in the Eurovision Song Contest. <laughs> thanks, Dad. Um, so he kind of started this whole this whole um, ball here in Poland in 2010 when when he enrolled me with with my original song "Love Me" at the time. Um, I had just finished my my first record, re recording a bunch of songs, ten songs, and I had one music video out, "Reputation." 
or sorry, two, Reputation and Young Boys. So uh, once I knew I, I qualified, I quickly shot another video. With, and um, and that threw me here instantaneously. And then I, since then, so six years ago, I've been coming pretty much every single year because there's something. If it's not a concert with I.E. Stan Boris, it's a, it's a concert with a band, it's another television program. So there's something that's pulling me here. There's something that I started, a, a fan base that I built. And what is it in that Polish connection? Because you really... You sing in English, you're so well established here in the Canadian uh, music scene. Growing up, especially in Canada, as a child who who was an immigrant, because I did immigrate to Canada when I was six years old, I always felt that I was different. Um, right down to the food we ate at home, to how the language we spoke, the fact that I had to go to Polish school twice a week. Uh, you know, I was I was pissed off. I'm like, why do I got to go to school twice as much as as regular kids, Canadian kids, growing up? And we grew up in the in the Polish community. Um, part of me that always knew that I was different, and that sentiment to something maybe that I didn't quite remember as a kid, but I did understand in, in terms of like culture and being different, that sentiment was always there. And then coming back to Poland, especially in the last six years or so, I've really, I've really learned to appreciate where I came from, where my parents grew up, where, where all of, all of who they are today. And so much of me is from here. It's, I don't ever want to lose the language and I don't ever want to lose like the history and the culture that is not just within my parents, but also within me. And I hope to share a bit of that, maybe bring a little bit of that back into worldwide. I mean, Poland is such a beautiful country. There's so much to be proud of here. There's so much history. There's so much beauty that you really have to come here for yourself to see it and to feel it. Like right away when you land, you're like, this, you know, this isn't North America. And I think that goes for for all the countries in uh, in Europe. Do they see you as a Canadian artist who had Polish roots or how do they, is this Canadian part important? Yeah, it, this is an interesting thing. I think that when you present it as she came from Canada and she lives there for 25 plus years, it kind of works against me because they're like, hmm, I get this sort of feeling where it's like, well, why are you coming here to have a career? But it's not... I don't want to look at it as that. I, I would rather look at it as like I have two homes. I have my my home in Toronto and where my family lives, my immediate family, my parents, my sister, where I grew up. But I also have this this chunk of me, I would say an equal other half that is from Poland and this culture that I've been assimilated in. So um when when I do have a chance to like speak uh, in between songs and sets or interviews or anyone I speak to today here. I I like to present it more as in as in I'm I'm here part time like I I do what I do here when I'm needed here and then I go back there and I also live there and I have my life there. I would like for Polish people here to start looking at me not as as a girl that came from Canada and is trying to conquer the Polish market but as like one of their own but different different in the sense that I grew up there different in the sense that I that I speak fluent English, that a lot of my life is there, but I can bring something back to this market and be something for them. That makes it original. That makes it different. Where is it better, more attractive, easier? Huh, it's very, it's two different markets. I would say that Canada is a bit more laissez-faire when it comes to their artists. Um, if you look at artists like Drake, if you look at Justin Bieber, and, and before that, the Nelly Furtados and the Alanis Morissettes and Avril Lavigne, these are all Canadian artists that have left Canada and gotten major record deals in the U.S. So 
for me to stay in Canada as a Canadian artist, it's it's almost as if there is a, a glass ceiling over my head. There's only so much that I can do. So my options would be more to, it would make more sense for me to go to New York or Los Angeles. Now, this, of course, becomes difficult because I don't have a green card. I don't also have family here, maybe because I've already started something so many years ago and because I do have this this fan base and I also have family to lean on here. Um, I'm also Polish. It, there's no issue with me being here legally or whatnot. So it, it just, be, I don't want to say it took the easy way out. I just, I went where it, I have a song where the, where the lyric into the sun and one of my songs, it's, I say, I went where I was wanted in the bridge and I stayed where it felt right. And I feel like for the last six years, I've been wanted here. There's always been some reason for me to come back. So when you're in Poland, what do you miss about Canada? And when you're in Canada, what do you miss about Poland? Oh, that's a good question. I miss, I think when I'm in Poland, I miss the things that are available to me at my fingertips every day. So right down from like almond milk, my like healthy eating, my throat teas and my yoga. Oh, I miss my yoga so much because here, I mean, there's a few studios in Warsaw, but most of the yoga you get at gyms is like, it's not as advanced. And of course my family, I mean, that's number one. I just should have said that before I said food. It just shows you what a pig I am. <laughs> Just having stability, having like one spot where I call home, my corner and, you know, as much as I like the other other part of that as well, um, sometimes when I'm in Toronto too much, I'm longing for like living out of a suitcase and, and traveling all over, but uh, it does get tiring now that I'm on this end, you know, I'm packing and repacking and constantly going on the road and, and, and you don't eat really healthy, right? You don't really get much sleep. So this reality here is a lot more of like jungle, like go, wake up, go. <laughs> uh, whereas in Toronto, I have a bit more of like my own pace carved out and, and certain things that I like right down to, oh, Tim Hortons. Yeah, my, my cheap coffee and my bagel. Um, right. You got this huge award recently. didn't even know that there was a, an international song festival here in Jashuf, um, where artists and bands came from, from all over Europe. There was uh, people there from Italy, from Ukraine, uh, I think from Switzerland. So it was uh, it was really nice to be amongst uh, other artists and not just Polish artists and, and a huge honor to be awarded, you know, the Grand Prix Award for an original composition into the sun. Like I didn't have my hopes up and I didn't have any expectations and it was a beautiful, pleasant surprise. And we were all like super excited and, and the whole band took part in and they're all top, like I said, players in Poland. A lot could happen in the next three months that I'm here. I think if I apply myself, if I go back into the studio and I do produce a, a song specifically for the radio, because that's the one thing in my operation here that I'm lacking. I have a great band. I have tons of material, slew of material. We can play two hours uh, per show. If, if needed um, but that's not the point the point is to have people come out and, and sing a song that they recognize because that song has been uh, promoted on the radio or, or the, the videos are played on TV so, you know unlocking doors and finding the right keys and, and it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a tough loaf of bread but it's worth, uh, it's worth every day waking up and having you know a purpose
in the last episode we played this sound, wondering if you can guess what it is and where in Poland you can hear it. just heard is a part of an outdoor Chopin piano concert taking place in Warsaw's Royal Łazienki Park. Indeed, these concerts have been organized there since 1959. From mid-May to the end of September, fans of Friedrich Chopin's music meet every Sunday afternoon at noon and 4 p.m. in front of his monument in Łazienki Park to listen to live piano concerts. Those summer concerts are among the most important cultural events, not only in the capital of Poland, but also throughout the country. Piano recitals in Łazienki Park are world-famous, and tourists who visit Warsaw treat them as a must-see. It is estimated that at every concert there are about 4,000 listeners in attendance, occupying all surrounding benches and walking around the park. The concerts are also popular thanks to the high caliber of the pianists who consider it an honor to perform at the Łazienki Park. The Sunday concerts take place rain or shine. If it happens to rain, the listeners, viewers, simply open their umbrellas and the grand piano and the performer are also protected with the special cover. There is one intriguing story concerning famous Polish pianist Halina Czerny-Stefańska, who managed to complete her recital despite having been stung on the palm of her hand by a wasp. It's time for our next sound from Poland. Here it is. Listen, think, guess. Where do you need to be in Poland in order to hear this sound? And what is it? You've been listening to the 11th episode of Polcast. Polcast is created, recorded and produced in Toronto by Małgorzata Bonikowska and Tomek Kniat. For full-length interviews, visuals, and a lot of additional information, please visit our website at mypolcast.com. In our next episode, we'll tell you... Where in Poland you can have a beer in a cellar as old as the medieval crusades. How history is not really just about the past. And we won't tell you, because it's a surprise. So wait till you hear episode 12. 
And we leave you with our today's guest, Anna Sison. Her newest song, Wannabe, is so new that the video is coming out next week.